0: How to write a sales strategy. So a sales strategy is different than a marketing strategy, mostly because it's really where the, you know, marketing is one to many, but sales really tends to be kind of more one-on-one and when you're getting into the details. And so the first part of a sales strategy is proper goal setting, uh, understanding like, what is the goal? Is the goal to make dollars? Okay, great. What sort of sales method do you wish to to use? There's a lot of different types. There's consultative selling, there's adaptive selling, there's high pressure sales, there's reverse selling, there's all sorts of selling styles. And so perhaps first thing you need to do is figure out, you know, talk to your clients, your customers, and that's a great place to start in any way, shape or form. You need to figure out what their buying process is. And in the beginning, a lot of it should just be research based talking to ideal, either existing clients, past clients, competitors' clients, or potential clients, and talking to them about the buying process they like to go through, how do they make decisions, where do they look for this information, and then kind of set some goals around that. And then once you've got the goals set, So maybe you find out someone, uh, you know, they like to be walked through. So you talk to your friend, hey, how do you like to pick a car? They like to learn about all the facts of the car and what the horsepowers are and the engine and. And What other people have said and then they like to find the dealership and then they like to know about the dealership and those people And then when they go in they don't want to be pressured into anything They just want to be able to test drive a few models, but also be kind of held accountable to make a decision Maybe that's what you find out and if that's the case then you would map that out You would map and set goals and activities and then measure whether those were done or not. So for example, uh, maybe it's just simple outreach. Maybe you've got a, a phone team and they just need to be doing a certain volume of calls. Now, where do we get these phone numbers from? Now, right, now you're backing into where it all is. You really need to identify... The unique situation and expectations of where you are. So it's hard for me to prescribe in a video just those one-off magic bullet that's gonna work. But at the, at the end of the day, it really comes down to when you do something over and over and over and over and over again, a pattern emerges. This pattern would then become your process and you would be able to look at this pattern and figure out what are the weak points and often you want to find the bottlenecks because the bottlenecks tend to be where you get the highest ROI for your time, energy and effort. And so once you figure that out, like this comes into training. So you have to figure out a, a process in the beginning. Maybe you don't know, maybe you have don't have access to this research, maybe you can't do the research on your competitors. So then you just have to guess and you make a guess and then you do some activity and then you analyze the results. And based on the results, you determine to continue doing what you've been doing or tweak it some way. And then you do it again and measure the results. And so you need to make sure that you've got accountability in place, that you've got goals and benchmarks in place and constant training. And you really want to be in close communication with people and, and try to take your own interests out of it. And what I mean by that is that you can scare a lot of people off by coming feeling like, like nobody likes that. If you come across feeling desperate, like you need to sale you have to understand that sales is a service. You're really helping people understand their needs, their life situation, the implications if they do or don't make a decision based on now and what they need to move forward and and walking them through that. Sometimes it's a different scenario. It might be an enterprise level solution where there's a lot of rubbing elbows and schmoozing and People want to be like, have their egos fed by being, you know, giving gifts or taking to fancy places. And that's all part of it too. That's a different sales strategy. So the way you find that out is by talking to your customers, by talking to your past customers, by talking to your competitors, customers, and finding out what's really going on. And so instead of trying to dream something up and map it out on a wall and then impose it on the world... You'd almost be way better served doing the research, getting out there, having the conversations, discovering what exists, turning that into your process, and then finding ways to optimize it or automate pieces or fix any friction points. And that's probably one of the best ways to develop a sales strategy. In the beginning, you're going to have to take a guess, just do something and get going, But ask a lot of questions, try to record everything being done, and see what works and what doesn't. You can hire out experts to come in and help. Uh, That will help expedite it. But just because someone was able to sell something at some other company, even if it was similar, doesn't mean they're going to be able to sell this product in this way to these people. It's a really funny thing, sales, you know, a high achiever in one industry might not be as good of an achiever in another industry. And that really depends on the mindset of the people and their personality types. And there's a lot of different dynamics that come into play. So in the beginning, what you really need to do is set some realistic goals, get out there, do some activity, engage with people, ask a lot of questions, find out their answers. And don't worry about trying to push anything on them. I think that's the wrong strategy to go in the beginning. It really needs to be about discovery and understanding their situation and asking questions that might be uncomfortable. You have to figure out their budget or the cost. What is it costing you to not fix this problem? What is it costing you to have this problem? What would it cost you to pick the wrong solution to this problem? You know, how big is the pain? Is there really even a need if there's not a need there's not the motivation you're just a nice to have and if you're nice to have that can be a tough that's it can be a tough sell Uh, maybe if things are going great it might be okay but and you know when the economy takes a dive uh, you'll be one of the first to go if it's nice to if it's a nice to have not a need to have so you really have to identify the problems you solve you have to make sure that the prospect understands that they have that problem understands the costs, the burden of having that problem to them in their lives. And then you have to make sure that, like, are they able to make a decision? Are they making the decision? Does someone else need to be involved in the decision? And what kind of timeline are they looking to take action here? These are all in the pre-singing and dancing bear part. What I mean by the singing and dancing bear is when you actually pitch your product. This is where a lot of people get confused in sales, where they think it's about being the shiniest object. Where really it's more of a matchmaking service, you know, like that's really what it should come down to. Because you want to be in business, you should want to be in business for the long term. Even if you plan to sell your company, even if you just think you're just plugging in for a job at a company, you want to have long-term thinking, you want to do long-term type things with long-term people. It's just a better ROI in all respects, emotionally, intellectually, and so that isn't going to come from a high-pressure environment.